Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of the movement, Shannon D. Hughes. The ups and downs, the pitfalls, the victories and what is to come. The stories of my guests connect that of the human spirit. I am your guest, or I'm sorry, not your guest, but your host, Shannon D. Hughes, and welcome to the movement. Let me give out the number, 866-472-5795, toll-free number, 866-472-5795, international number, 001-480-398-1405. If you have any questions for my guests, we'll be joining us in just a second. You can also email the show, Shannon, at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. And as always, the movement can be heard live every Wednesday here on Voice America at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Also catch the replay of this soon-to-be replay of this episode and past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and on demand on VoiceAmerica.com. So, my guest, uh, we got to meet here in Chicago just last month. She came down for, for a retreat, and I'm sure she'll delve into that a little bit. But basically, her mission is to help people live a better quality of life. That seems to be the theme of my show. I hope people know that by now. Her personal journey from dysfunction to despair and finally to divine awareness has been, has been a been there, done that wisdom, which ignites hope and love with audience of any generation. She is a powerful speaker and trainer, and she is I've become a, a fast friend of mine, and I'm going to welcome her into the show right now. Gail Scott, welcome to the movement. How are you? Thank you for having me here, Shannon. I'm excited. I'm, I'm Ab- feeling really good today. Absolutely, absolutely. As I just mentioned a minute ago, I think you heard me we were talking about when you came down to Chicago, and we got to have a nice lunch, and I got to uh, know more about you. So it's, it's it's good when I get to see my guests in person. So that was really uh, nice of you to come down, and I know you were a little busy that week uh, that week so that weekend. So thanks for spending some time with me, and thanks for giving me some time. Uh, and the Movement Nation today. So let's delve right into it. I always like to start back from the beginning. So, Gail, give me a little background about your childhood and where you grew up and, and kind of give the audience a little uh, a bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm from Scotland, and I was born in Glasgow. And I lived uh, in different places in Scotland until I left home at age 17. I spent my teenage years in a small town by the name of Banff, which is a, there's another Banff in Canada as well, but the Banff in Scotland is the original one. And I lived right on the coast, right on the North Sea, and it was a beautiful place to live. Um, And I left home at 17 and went to school in the big city. I met my husband there, and we then emigrated to Canada. And when I was 24 in 1988, and I've been in Canada ever since. 
Wow. What was that like coming from going from Scotland all the way to Canada? What was that like? Tell me what that was like. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of different. Um, <laughs> I really had no idea what to expect. I was very naive back then, and I didn't, there was no internet at the time, so, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't really anywhere to research about what it might be like to live in Canada. Um, we had researched looking in different places to live, just in the nature of my husband's work, and we decided that Canada was closest, and they spoke English, and, right. you know, we really, we we came for a two-year work term, and we owned a house in Scotland, we were just newly wed, and we just thought it was, we just did it for a lark, like we came just for fun, more than anything, not really having any intention of ever deciding to stay. That, right. that was never the intention at the beginning. It never is, is it? <laughs> uh, so no. Let's so it was different. In- you know, we came here with a lot of energy and we were young and it was fun. And a little while into the, into the stay, my husband was offered a permanent relocation. So right. at that point, we kind of had to make a decision because we still owned property in the United Kingdom and all our family was still in the United Kingdom. So we went back to Scotland, and at the time, the economy was really bad. And, and so we realized that the life that we had uh, here in Toronto was really good and okay. that we should stay here for the relocation that they were offering him. And then at the end of that time, we would figure out what we would do. And that's 30 years ago. Here we are. Wow. Wow. Can you tell me, I've obviously never been, I've been to in England, but I've never been to Scotland. For those who, now we are international, I'm sure we actually have some reach here, there in Scotland as well. Give us a little, you know, just a synopsis on Scotland. Tell us what that's, what that beautiful country is like. It's quite small, uh, certainly mm-hmm. compared to the expansiveness of North America. Um and beautiful, beautiful countryside. Like we have mountains and rivers and uh, forests and ocean. And we really have a, a vast expanse. It's very wet on the west coast. It's very dry and cool and windy on the east coast. And the people are very friendly and very different. So there are many, many different dialects. So depending on where you live in Scotland, you can hear people speaking in completely different ways, much as you do in the U.S. as well. So it's very similar but different, if you know what I mean. I've always loved the Scottish and the Irish accents. It's just when when I first when we first started talking, I said I just love that that Scottish accent. I've always loved that, that accent. It's, it's a beautiful accent. Uh, Gail Scott is my guest here on the movement here on Voice America. So. You have you and your husband have settled here in, or actually north of me. I'm in Chicago. You're in uh, Canada. Tell me what it was like, kind of getting off the ground and running when you got to Canada. It was extremely. Mm, how can I say this? It was difficult, and it was everything is really a dichotomy. You know, we brought money with us because we knew that we were coming. I think if right. we hadn't brought money with us, we would have really struggled. But we had enough money to furnish an apartment. He had a good-paying job. Um, I ended up starting to work about six months in. And gradually, we got used to the way of life here in a big city because although we had lived in Aberdeen in the northeast of Scotland, it's a small city of maybe 100,000 compared to living in the metropolis of 
Toronto. So I found the speed of Toronto very, very fast. And I worked in the downtown core, and I would I would just wait for people to go through the uh, revolving doors because I couldn't go through at the speed that they were going through. So that was a little bit difficult. And the other thing that was interesting was when we came here, I genuinely thought that we would be the anomaly. But right. if you know anything about Toronto, it literally is one of the multi- multicultural cities of the world. Mm-hmm. And we would sit on the bus and we would look at people and we would say to each other, well, they must be Canadian. <laughs> and then they would open their mouths and they would speak a completely different language that we had never heard before because Scotland's a very small country with, at the time, limited immigration. Mm-hmm. And so that took quite a bit of getting used to. And also not having any family here was extremely difficult Mm-hmm. And we ended up sticking together. Our marriage probably ended up sticking together a lot longer than it would have, um, only because there was only the two of us. Right. And so we had to really start from scratch and build our entire network um, by coming here, which I know is extremely common for, for immigrants when they come to a different country. Absolutely. Especially being that young, I'm sure that had to be... A little bit, I guess, a culture shock. I guess you're that young and you're having to make that, you know, that change in your lifestyle as as opposed to what a life was in Scotland. Is that that is that accurate? It was it was a quieter way of life okay. in Toronto, in um, in Scotland. Okay. You know, it's a much smaller place, and so people would just drop in on you unexpectedly, and it was a very small town kind of atmosphere. Uh, compared to living here where the Canadians are very polite and you just wouldn't drop in on someone to visit them if you happen to be in the neighborhood. Um, right. And also living and working downtown and having the sheer volume of people who live in the suburbs. And, you know, similar to in, in New York City where people, you know, you get on the train and you leave the city. And that right. happens here a lot as well. So... It was a very different kind of environment for us to be living in. And we moved many times in the first okay. seven years of living here mm-hmm. um, because we just couldn't really settle. Um, and then eventually uh, we uh, we settled in one area and I've been here ever since. So, Well, that's, that, uh, that's that, like I said, that would have to be tough for a lot of people to go from a country to another country and and settle down and especially especially at your age like i said early 20s that's young and then the moving around was that a was that a both the the two of you's decision was it one more than the other say honey i'm I'm not really comfortable here can we move somewhere else was that was that kind of a uh joint um decision to move around or was it one more than the other well you know my my um my former husband was a pretty easy guy to get along with and i love variety so I imagine that it was me <laughs> that was pushing for the moving all the time. Right. And, and we would be moving only for simplicity. You know, right. it's easier to get to work or we needed more space mm-hmm. um, or for whatever reason. And so I think it was really generated by me most of the time. And I really didn't know at the time that I loved that much variety. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think because I had moved three times um, in my childhood, it, it really didn't matter to me. And he had stayed in the same house that he was born in his entire oh. life. Okay. So for me, moving was no big deal. 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I settled into this house I'm in right now, after my uh, children were born, that I, I kind of decided to stay put. Um, but I, that's a, just the kind of person that I am, that I just love variety and doing different things and going to different places. So he he was in it for the ride. <laughs> I love it. Gail Scott is my guest. And Gail, we're about up again. We're about 90 seconds up to the break. So let me just ask a quick question, if you can give me a quick answer. So when you had the, when you had the kids and everything, what was that like? What you see, you're obviously still in Canada. What was that like trying to get off the ground running with your kids and everything? Were you still moving around or did you kind of stay in one place when you had the kids? Well, it's interesting. No, we had at that time decided to settle. And we okay. knew that we were going to start a family. So we actually purchased a house when I was six months pregnant. Okay. And um, so we moved in the day, well, he moved in the day I was born, and and that just changed. Our entire life shifted at that point once we started the children and bought the house. With two major things happening right in the same time. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. All right, we are up against the break. Uh, Gail Scott, uh, speaker, trainer, and a friend of mine, is joining us today on The Movement. Uh, we also, we, uh, we, uh, we, have, we would love to have questions from you. I'm sure Gail would not mind answering questions. Please feel free to call in at 866-472-5795, 866-472-5795. Four seven two five seven nine five. If you don't feel like talking, you can email the show, Shannon at Shannon D Hughes the Movement dot com. That's Shannon at Shannon D Hughes the Movement dot com. Obviously, Gail is from Scotland and she's in Canada. So let me give out the international number one more time. Gail, they get on me about that quite a bit. International number zero zero one four eight zero three nine eight fourteen zero five. When we come back from the break. We're going to get a little bit deeper with Gail about when she was getting older and, and, and her kids were growing up and the shifts in her life and, and some of the, the personal things that she had to deal with in her life. So when we come back, we will talk to my friend Gail Scott right here on The Movement right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at SDHughesEnterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Thank you. 
You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please visit the show's website, ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. There are pictures there. Both of my books, Your Motivational Manual, Volume 1 and 2, are there as well. My third book will be out in December. I'll be putting that up there in a little bit. Uh, also, some of the business services that I offer as well. You can also reach out uh to the show as well. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, please visit the show's website, Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes, the movement.com. And this episode, when it's over, will be uploaded to that website as well. And this episode features my friend, Gail Scott, a speaker and trainer. And um, she is from Scotland and who is now resides in Canada. And briefly before the break, Gail, we were talking about, um, you, you know, marriage and the kids. And you had mentioned a couple of times, you know, your husband uh, and you are no longer with him. So can you kind of tell us what happened when the kids growing up? Did you separate? Did you can you kind of take us through that? And then what followed after that? Do we still have Gail? I think we may have lost her. All right. 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. We are going to try to reestablish uh, my guest, Gail Scott, uh, her her company is Boys International. Uh, she teaches about self-awareness and the human spirit. She's a speaker, international trainer as well. Um, got to meet her down here in chi- Chicago. And um, she is just an engaging university person. She was down here for a retreat uh, that she happened to be coming into town for. And um, I got to sit and have lunch with her. And we talked quite a bit. And she is a very powerful person and she has really done a lot um, for for a lot of clients not only in Canada but all over the world as a speaker coach and trainer uh, do we have Gail as of yet all right we're still trying to reestablish connection I apologize to the movement nation again you can reach out to the movement via email Shannon D Hughes that's the movement.com that's Shannon D Hughes dash the movement.com you can also email almost at basically that same address Shannon D Hughes dash the movement.com any questions or comments uh, about the show to the show. You can also listen to us at Stitcher or on demand at voiceamerica.com. And 24 hours after this show, uh, it will be uploaded into iTunes and all the past episodes as well. If you'd like to catch up on any of the past episodes as well, as we are waiting to reestablish connection with Gail Scott. Uh, let me tell you about next week's show. Uh, next week, uh, Purpose, Passion, and Prosperity is his is his model he had to he had to have a better life he sought out a successful mentor and now he's returning the favor jerome jp pierce will stop by the movement former chicago and now resides in texas he will talk about leaving chicago leaving his job and meeting a self-made millionaire who changed his life now jerome is looking to change the lives of others as as well through purpose passion and prosperity that's next week on the movement jp Jerome J.P. Pierce is my guest next week on the movement here on Voice America on the Influencers Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Again, iTunes, Stitcher, and Voice America On Demand. You can listen to past episodes as we're waiting to reestablish connection 
with my guest, Gail Scott. Uh, Gail, are you there? She is not there yet, so we're waiting to reestablish connection. So I just want to talk about the movement here for a second until we we reestablish with Gail. Uh, We have, what, 60 days left in the year. I have four guests left in the year, and these are people that I have come in contact with that have helped me along my journey. And listening to their journey when I've gotten to meet them either over social media or in person uh, is our stories that need to be told. And that's what this show is about. Uh, I get a lot of flack from, let's say, people on social media or even friends of mine that will say, well, Shannon, why don't you have celebrities on your show? Now, I actually am a little offended when people tell me that, but my response has been the same and it will not change. And that is, if I ask people to be on the show, they are a celebrity. If I ask them to be on the show, they are a celebrity because just because they don't get the headlines that other people do does not mean they're celebrities. If you've heard the shows since April 11, you have heard some stories in here of, of some of the things that people have had to overcome to get to where they are. And Gail, once we reestablish connection, she will, she will, she will let you know what that is. Uh, next, next week, Jerome will talk about his journey. Um, the last few guests of the year also have theirs. Where next, the, the week after that is Chris Salem. He's actually a host here on Voice America, and he is he's been through a lot of things, but he is also one of the best business coaches in in all of the world, and he is also part of the Speakers Coalition, which I am a part of. He, and he he is a wonderful guest that'll be in two weeks. And guess what, Gail. Has rejoined the show. I thought I'd scared her off, but I think Gail has re- has been reestablished. Gail, are you there? I'm here. I don't know what I, happened, but I thought I thought I, you got. I shy. heard you I the whole time. <laughs> I thought I, I thought you got shy there. That's what I thought. I'm so sorry. Sorry about that, Gail. Uh, but let's. Uh, I don't know if you heard what I was saying to, uh, before uh, we got disconnected. I talked. We were talking about when you got settled and you had the kids, and you had br- briefly mentioned your husband a little bit. And can you kind of take us? through that like the marriage yeah so um so what happened was i i started to mention i don't know what happened i don't know what you heard but um i actually did not want to have children Mm -hmm. uh i had no intention of ever having children but my husband came from a big family and he was determined that we were going to have children so i i went along with it and i ended up becoming a stay-at-home mom which Mm -hmm. is was not on my path but it appeared to be the thing I was supposed to do now that I see in hindsight. And right. so he was building a business, and I was home with my kids. And those were actually some of the best times of my life at the beginning when my children were very small. Mm-hmm. And over time, uh, I grew a, a community within the school area of where I live with other moms. And as I watched them in their relationships, I noticed that some of the things that were happening in their relationships were not happening in mine. And um, I I was a little concerned. I was a little confused by that. So I suggested to my husband that we go for some counseling, which he didn't quite get. He was very busy in his business, and I was very busy as a mom, and he didn't really see why, but he went along with it. Um, However, that didn't work nothing really changed. And, and really what the problem was that we were both so engrossed in what we were doing each individually that we weren't really a couple together. 
And I had had no, you know, example or role model of what a successful marriage or couple looked like because I didn't come from that dynamic in my own family of origin. And so eventually after four years when I began to realize that this definitely wasn't working, um, I found another therapist. And just prior to that happening, I also discovered that there were a lot of things going wrong with my health. And it wasn't that I, to the outside world, looked like I was stressed out because I had a beautiful home, two beautiful children, a lovely community. I was active and and involved in volunteer activities. Um, My husband was very successful. But something was very seriously wrong with me. And I started working with this holistic psychotherapist and Mm -hmm. I went to my doctor and said, what's wrong with me? And she said, well, your thyroid's not working. And that's a very common thing for very many people. And Mm -hmm. she advised me that I needed to go on medication. And I said, well, how long for? And she said, for the rest of your life. And I just said, no, 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 that's not going to happen to me. I don't know why you'd say that. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So I started down this path of trying to understand what was happening with my body and also trying to save my marriage. And at the end of the two years that we were in therapy together, um, I changed a lot and he stayed exactly the same. And that's how he would describe it. And we really came to a place where I had irreconcilable differences. I did not want to live the way that we had been living. I didn't want my children to think that that was a healthy relationship. And I began to understand how my family of origin had severely impacted my ability to be a functional human being. There was a lot of addiction and abuse um, and dysfunction in my family, and that had impacted me quite significantly. So when I started to get better it kind of always gets worse before it gets better. And that, that's that been my journey moving forward. So he, I don't think he would have left. He told me he would never have left if I hadn't asked him to. But neither would he have done anything different. And that was mm-hmm. really the pivotal moment for me because I didn't feel that he was really in it with me. And wow. that's really something that's really important to me now Uh, moving forward in my life. So we ended our 25-year relationship because, you know, I told you I met him when I was 17. And, um, I mean, it was a very difficult decision, but for me, it was life or death. Mm. And And I had to make some of the decisions that I made at that time. Wow. Gail Scott is my guest here on The Movement. Uh, Gail, we're about two minutes up against the break. Really quick, um, when you were going through that period, was there ever a point where Gail Scott said to herself, I should just pick up and go back to Scotland and just start over? Did you ever? Did that ever cross your mind? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No, because the problem was in Scotland. The problem was in you Scotland. Know, the, right. My parents okay. were in Scotland. So was the, was the what departure? I was learning was that I, I had these two beautiful daughters, yes. and I had a life here in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I really liked being here. And I did not want to go back to Scotland. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, as far as your husband, uh, right before the break, were you, did it surprise you that he wasn't 
I guess, all in, as you say, or were you devastated? How would when? Oh, you, I was devastated, it, Shannon. Mm-hmm. It took me ten years. Oh. It literally took me ten years to believe that he wasn't invested in it in the same way that I was. Mm. It was heartbreaking, and I remember having a breakdown one day and telling my daughter, uh, you know, she said, what's wrong, Mom? Did someone die? And I said, yeah, you know, my my marriage died with your dad. And I was heartbroken, really heartbroken. It took a long time to get over. Wow. And actually, it's funny, we had had two ladies on talking about something similar to what you're saying back in May uh, about the same thing. So actually, I want to talk about that a little bit. We're up against the break. Gail Scott has joined us back. She did not run away, guys. We just had a little connection problem, but she is back. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about it, and and maybe we can give give us more details about the dysfunction and some of the things you went through and how you evolved and came out of it and what you decided to do to take ownership of your life going forward to where you are now. Gail Scott is my guest here on The Movement, 866-472-5795. You can email the show, Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com, Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com if you have any questions or comments to the show for, for for my guest, Gail Scott. We will be right back here on The Movement right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. 866-472-5795 is the toll-free number to call in to talk to my wonderful guest, speaker, and coach, 
Gail Scott International 001-480-398-1405. Email the show Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes. That's the movement dot com. Gail, get when she got back from our disconnection, she really got going. So I want to continue on this with her. Thank you, Gail, for coming back with us and speaking with us. So, Gail, so you briefly talked about dysfunction, and I asked you about going back to Scotland, and uh, you said that's where the problem was. Um, can you? elaborate a little bit so when you left scotland obviously you you wanted to start a new life was part of that obviously to get away from the problem or was it just you were in love you wanted to move or was it a combination of both and kind of talk about maybe the dysfunction and what what went what went on in your life yes so growing up in my family i i was not aware uh, that my parents were alcoholics and, I mean, alcoholism is rampant in the world, but n- nowhere more than in the UK. And it was just normal for me to see a lot of alcohol and to experience the, the effects of alcoholism. And so it wasn't until I started looking at who I was being in my marriage um, that I began to understand that some of the ways that I coped with life were as a direct result of growing up in an alcoholic family. And it doesn't really matter what the addiction is Mm -hmm. in a family. What I've discovered is that the traits that we have are the same across the board. And most people coming out of alcoholic families have very, very low self-esteem. They're very big people pleasers. They're extremely hardworking and they have a strong sense of independence. And I had all that, but I had no idea about that. So it wasn't until I started looking at my inability to make decisions, my need for people to like me, my, mm-hmm. my deep-seated anger that was never actually expressed. All of these things, weren't, they weren't in my line of vision until mm-hmm. I began to look at how I had grown up. And I actually also discovered that I didn't understand any feelings. I wasn't connected to any emotions. And when we're not connected to our emotions, it gets stored in the body. So I was having all of these symptoms in my body, and I had no idea why. I would get terrible sore throats. I had a lot of digestive issues. Um, I was very uptight. And I really had no idea. I didn't know that I wasn't relaxed. Mm -hmm. But when I grew up in my family, there was a lot of tension. So as a child, you grow up understanding that you're walking on eggshells because you never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting phenomenon because what you don't know, you can't change. Right. So... I did not know that that had happened to me. And many, many people who grow up in those kinds of families repress a lot of memories Mm -hmm. because it's too painful. Because if you start to look at the memory, you begin to feel the fear that you felt as a child. And you can't go there. It's too difficult. So it was almost like I was cracking open, you know, a walnut and... It's a bitter, it's a hard thing to do. Right. Um, but that shell, that exterior that we, we create, and we do, it's a survival mechanism to cope, 
is very, very powerful to protect us. The problem is that the little child is still inside the adult body and running the show. Right. So for me, I was discovering who I was as a result of that, and it wasn't working in my life. Like, my marriage was in the pits, and mm-hmm. I, I was really struggling. And I wasn't able to express myself. I wasn't able to be real and vulnerable. I was very scared. But I had a bravado that you would never have known I was scared. Right. So, you know, that was the experience that I had to, well, I chose to go into and to clear away. And that, that was really hard, really hard. How was your relationships with people outside of your family? Did you establish a good circle to, uh, or, or best friend? How, what was your interaction with it people was, outside of your family? It was an interesting experience, Shannon, because when I left home, I went to school. I didn't make a lot of friends. I had had a boyfriend in high school who broke up with me as I left to go to college. And then I met my ex-husband. So I literally went from one man to the next man. So I was never mm-hmm. without a man in my life. Mm-hmm. As far as girlfriends go, I, had, I could count them on one hand. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people. I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of people that I knew, but I never let anyone close to me. Mm. So I really didn't understand what it meant to be a friend, to have a friend. Um, and I lost friends along the way okay. because I could be quite abrasive. Mm-hmm. I, I used to say, you know, I'm honest. I just tell it like it is. No, that's tactless. But I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So the group of women that I met when my children were born were really a godsend to me. Because they began to show me what was possible within a female relationship because I'd only had um, dysfunctional relationships with men and I had had no real loving relationship with my mother. So I really didn't know what it was like to be nurtured um, Mm -hmm. or to be able to relate to especially another woman. Mm -hmm. So it was limited. Were were you ever, I think I may know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you ever want to get married again after the divorce? And, you know, you said your husband wasn't really all in. Were you wanting to get married again or was it just not something you were thinking about? It was totally not in my wheelhouse. That's what after I After I got divorced, I believed that love was pain. And I remember a friend of mine, I was in a bookshop with her, and she was madly in love with this guy. And she saw this beautiful book full of illustrations and lovely quotes about love, and she made me buy it. She said, oh, this is such a beautiful book, Gail. You should buy this book. And I bought it because, you know, I did things to please people. And the book was painful for me. I couldn't even look at the book. And I actually threw the book away. Like, I just threw it in the garbage. And it was very difficult for me to believe that I could trust another man to love me because I felt like I'd been betrayed so badly, not just by my father, but by my first boyfriend and then by my husband. Mm -hmm. And it's taken a lot of work on my part to be willing to be vulnerable 
and to think that I potentially could have love. And not only that, that I'm worthy, that I'm worthy of love. Right. Because our worthiness of love comes from the mirroring that we get from our parents, where we begin to believe that we're worthy and we're lovable. And when you have an addictive parent, their love is their addictive substance. It's not you. So that was a really difficult thing for me to move on from. It was very, I was very hurt and disappointed at absolutely. the end of my marriage. Uh, and yet, to, to, I could have stayed in it. And me, I know women who do. Right. And men. You right. know, it's it, you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. But for me, there was some kind of inherent drive that had me say, no, no, I don't think this is the way my life is supposed to go. I, I do believe in deep inside myself, even though I probably couldn't have verbalized it, that I deserved better than that. And I just kept striving forward for something else. Gail Scott is my guest here on The Movement today, 866-472-5795, if you have any questions for her. Uh, Gail, um, did your, I'm, I don't know if they did, how did your kids react to all of this that was going on? How did they react to you? Well, that's an interesting story. So my, I have two daughters. They're now 23 and 20. But at the time I was going through this difficult time, they were around 9 and 11. And for them their life was pretty perfect. You know, Mm -hmm. dad worked all the time and mom took care of them all the time. Well, when I first started to do all my personal work, I began to hire babysitters because dad was at work or dad would have to come home so I could go out and do something for myself. And I began to not do everything for them all the time and, and make different decisions. And I started to communicate a very different way and set boundaries. And that was extremely difficult, especially for my older daughter. My younger daughter, who was younger, like she seemed to go with the flow more. Mm -hmm. But my older daughter, it was really tough for her for a long time. And I was very fortunate that my my former husband stayed close. And he, he saw my children very frequently, even though they still lived with me most of the time. He had regular time with them where they would go and spend time with him. And so he maintained the relationship with them. And I I do believe in many respects that it's better now than it would have been. He, he, they, they and he were forced to be together where when I was the full-time mom, I didn't really give them that opportunity. Right. And, and so what's happened is that they've developed their own relationship with him completely separate from me, mm-hmm. which has been really positive. And I remember asking my younger daughter one time, you know, are you okay? And she said, Mommy, I'd much rather you and Daddy be happy and apart than be together and be miserable. Yes. And she wasn't very old when she said that, Shannon. You know, she was, <clears throat> she was really astute in understanding what I had done. And it wasn't until my older daughter was in her late teens that we ended up in therapy because she, the anger that she felt finally was being fully expressed. And, and I was struggling with the emotion of anger. So I had no idea what to do. And we ended up in therapy together. And she told the therapist, my mom turned into an alien. 
Wow. And the therapist looked at her and said, this woman sitting right here turned into an alien? She said, yes, I didn't know who she was. She wasn't the mom I knew. And the therapist was very clear to my daughter. As she, she made me explain to my daughter why I had done what I did. And she said, mm. your mom would be dead if she hadn't done what she did. She did it for you. And, you know, you've got a really great mom now. And my daughters respect that now, the decisions that I made back then. And it was hard because everything that I was learning, I was having to experience with them as a single mom and teach them. And sometimes I honestly didn't know what I was doing. Right. Wow. It was tough. So talk to me about, I'm sure these life experiences, as I've read your introduction, had to help you to where you're going now. So tell me, like, the transition to Gail becoming people, because you're helping people, you're serving people, you're reaching out and um, helping people. So tell me where that, you know, that kind of paradigm shift, where so Gail says, now nah, I have to try to help others. Tell me when that kicked in and what you decided to do. So I, I was in personal therapy for quite a long time, recovering from all of the different things that I had discovered about had happened to me over the years. And shortly before my marriage ended, I started speaking again. I had always spoken in my corporate career before I I stopped and had children. And I went back to work for a, a large weight loss organization. So I was beginning to kind of find my voice again and realizing that I had a lot of skill in terms of coaching people around living a more healthy lifestyle, which is what I was learning to do. And my former husband thought that I should just go out and get a job. And I realized that I'd gone through something that not everybody got to go through, and perhaps there was something I could help somebody with based on my own personal experience. So it was recommended to me by a coach who was coaching me at the time um, that I go and get coaching training. That wasn't really on my plan, my intention was to professionally speak. That is what I do best. So I went and I I did a 10-month course actually in the U.S. with an incredible coaching company and started coaching people around self-love because that's what I was learning. And I, I didn't realize what a huge market that was, but I could see that what I was experiencing and learning and growing through, I could help other people with. And in the, in the process of that, I was also recovering from a repressed memory of incest, which I had no idea was there. Once I finished my coaching training, I was all set to start my business. And one morning I woke up and realized that there was something in my past that I did not know. Mm-hmm. And that set me back about a year because I had to then deal with that. And then from there, I needed some different kind of healing and different work on myself. And that took me off in a totally different tangent where I was looking at how does the body react in an intimate experience after you've had some fairly serious trauma. Right. And so I started to go in that direction. And, but all the time, my, my quest was really to help people understand that the next generation will be like the past generation if we don't stop it. 
And so my purpose in life at that time, and that's about five years ago, was I want to make sure that this disease, this alcoholism, this disease of dysfunction stops with this generation. And that was my purpose for my family. I was determined that my children would not follow in my footsteps or their grandparents' footsteps. It would be different. And I've done that. My children are completely different from who they would have been had Mm -hmm. I not done the work that I did. And I know that. Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, So I started coaching people. I started writing workshops. I started doing speeches. I started going out and talking to people. I started writing. Um, I was determined that I was going to get my message out there some way to whoever needed it. And it didn't really matter who you were, but because there's a lot of people in this world coming from these kinds of backgrounds. Absolutely. Gail Scott is our guest today. Oh, she's, she's been uh, wonderful today. So let's talk about, we've got about seven or eight minutes left at this show. Talk about Boys, Boys International and talk about, be spe- give us some specifics and, you know, where your journey is taking you a little bit, Gail, since you want, launched this wonderful business that you have. It's, a, it's an interesting story. I say to people that up until this point, my business has been a moving target. <laughs> and I realized that's to be true because I was the moving target. Right. My life has evolved and grown and expanded. And that's what's happened with my business, where I started off looking at Weight Watchers and teaching people health and weight and fitness and, and then moving into self-love and self-esteem and then discovering that trust and betrayal was the big thing and then sexual healing and now, I, all the way along, I, I've been opened up to a lot of spiritual gifts that I didn't know were available to me. The entire journey has been going from one different kind of healer to another. And all of those healing modalities have created a shift in me. And about two years ago, my, my company was always just my name. And then two years ago, I was in a relationship with someone, and the word bozy is a Scottish word, and it means cuddle. And I use it with my children. And I used it with my partner. And he said to me one day, that's your word, Gail. Like, that's who you are. That should be the name of your company. And I sat down one day to do a meditation, and I got a download of how the company should look what the areas were that I should be involved in and the kinds of coaching and workshops and speaking that I should do. And they were very clear, my guides, that it was a personal growth enterprise and that the speaking, the coaching, the workshops, the intuitive work was all part of that. And so the last couple of years, it's been evolving into that. And I'm now in a place where the bulk of my work is a very spirit, has a very spiritual dynamic to it where I channel and I do public events. And the other part of my work is really working with men, women, and, part, and people who are in relationships around trust and around the tantric lifestyle. Because as I healed emotionally, I also healed physically and sexually. And I got involved in tantra 
which mm-hmm. is an Eastern philosophy of consciousness. And that has really shifted everything for me. And so everything that I create, and I create everything uniquely myself, whether it's a tool I use for a client or a program I teach or an article that gives people step-by-step process on how to create more intimacy in their life, everything is from this background of knowing that we really need to be connected body, mind, and spirit. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. And it feels so aligned. I finally feel aligned with who I really am and what I'm here to do. And it's beautiful because I love the whole philosophy behind Tantra. And, you know, when I met you in Chicago, I was doing a Tantra workshop. And it's just, Tantra is just so real. You can make it so real even though it's so old. It's very simple to do. Um, Not easy. Mm-hmm. but simple. And that's where I teach from. Simple is better. Complicated it is. is just too much. I, I agree. I totally agree. Well, we have about four minutes left. So what I would like for you to do, Gail, I would love for you to give out how they can contact you, uh, you know, email, the website, things of that nature. And I would love for you to leave a message. You talked about, you know, what you, what you specialize in and, and the, uh, you know, the dysfunction that you came through. Uh, I would love for you to just to speak to get just leave a little message for them, uh, for, my, for the Movement Nation about, you know, and just, just to uplift them a little bit. I love to leave mm. everybody with that. So if you can just give me contact information and I'm going to let you have it for the next two and a half minutes. Okay, so if you want to contact me, uh, please email me or call me. My email address is just my name, Gail, G-A-I-L, at my company name, Bosie, B-O-S-I-E, international.com. My website is boseyinternational.com. I'm on social media. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter, and they're all Bosie International, and you know, really what I would say to people is that we li- we're living in an evolutionary time. Evolution is inevitable. Change is always around us. And don't think too far ahead in your life. If I had thought about what was coming down the pipeline, I probably would have crawled under a rock. Mm. But I didn't think about that. I just thought about what can I do today to make my day better. So don't think about where you're going. You are going. You're constantly moving. Just keep knowing that the next day, you can, the next minute, you can make it better. It's a choice. You don't have to stay where you are. And as you're in an emotion, just be with the emotion. It's simply energy in motion. It will pass through you. And it may feel like you're going to die, but you're not. I know that from my own personal experience. So... Keep going with what you're doing. I I like to say that I use what's called persistent consistency. You really have to be persistent in the growth of your own life in order to create love and happiness for yourself. And it's got to be consistent. So you keep doing it, do different things, but keep on doing it. Because if you stop, that's when you die. The last three weeks of my show, people have used the word movements in their coaching and, and develop, developmental programs. And the name of the show is called The Movement. I don't think this is irony. I think this is divine intervention. Gail Scott is the CEO of Boise International. You can reach out to her, Gail, at 
Gail at BoiseInternational.com. You can listen to this replay later today on iTunes and on demand. Gail, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you here in Chicago. Thank you for your movements that you started, and thank you for being part of mine today. Thank you very much, Gail. Thank you so much, Shannon, for inviting me. It was just wonderful to be able to share with you and with your audience. Thank you, Gail. That's it for the movement this week. Tune in next week. My guest will be Jerome J.P. Pierce. And remember, if you don't have any movement in life, you go nowhere. Tune in next week, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Until then, take care. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.